Welcome to Benin City Podcast, where we strive to bring you truth for your transformation. Grab your notepad and pen as we lean into this week's message. Okay, great. Let's begin. Let's begin. Cool. Uh, I really like you guys to just journey with me in this sermon. Um, okay, if I've forgotten anything, I'll remember at the end. Amen. 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 Okay, cool. So we've been looking at love. We've been looking at love over the last couple of weeks. And the question that was asked to us is, do you love God? Do you love God? Um, And I want us to just speak to our neighbor and just say why love is important. We talk about it a lot. Why do you think love is important? And I'm going to ask one person to speak. And I'm praying that they're going to say exactly what will be said that will take us into the word. So please, speak to your neighbor. Why is love important? I'm taking on Pastor Jen's method. Please, speak to each other. Why is love important? Okay, great. Okay, great. Okay, thank you. Amazing. Okay, so I'm going to ask somebody. Bernard. Yes, I got you. Sir, could you say why love is everything? For the vibes. Well. Amen. Amen, amen. That's powerful, yeah. I forgot I didn't really introduce myself. My name is Raymond Annam. <laughs> Um, yeah great cool so love is the way we communicate without saying words powerful in scripture um, we get to a point as believers where everything is about expressing love everything's about expressing God Um, and I also believe that this thing of expressing love or expressing God was the same thing that God wanted to do. That when he sent Jesus, Jesus had that same task. How am I going to express myself in order for these people to accept me, know me, and believe me? So we all get to a point in our faith where now the question is, okay, cool. This thing that I know about God, this person that I believe in, how can I express him so that other people get to know him as well? So in scripture, we see that God is love. Yeah, God is love. 1 John 4, 7 to 8, and then 11 to 12. But I'll read towards the end. It says, whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us. And his love is made complete in us. So scripture helps us to know that God is love. Jesus, we understand, is God. Yeah? In Hebrews 1.3, it says, The Son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. So Jesus is the exact representation of God. So Jesus is love. Yeah, God is love, Jesus is love. So I want us to just hold on to that. Jesus is love. So 
Jesus becomes flesh, so love becomes present. Yeah? Love becomes present. 1 John 4, 9 says, In this the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. So our means of understanding God's love is because he sent his son. It's because he sends love. Yeah? To make manifest means to make something visible or known. Yeah? That has been hidden or unknown. So God makes his love known to us by manifesting his son. Yeah? He shows his love to us. He gives us love. Here is love. Yeah? But it doesn't mean that love is understood, accepted, or believed. He gives love. It's like saying, God says, love is here. But it doesn't mean you understand it. It doesn't mean you believe it. It doesn't mean you've accepted it. So again, I say, Jesus has the same task. He's here on earth now. He is love. Love needs to be understood. Love needs to be expressed. I want these children to know that I am love. Yeah? So this is the question that we're dealing with today. How do we express this love that we have in us? How do we express this God that we have in us? So the first thing I want us to understand is that love is in you. It says, no one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. So love is in you. Yeah? So Jesus has the same task. And what I'm going to look at today is that I want us to look at the method that Jesus took to ensure that this love was known. And I believe that in some way, the first two things at the beginning of his ministry help us to understand this. So Jesus begins his ministry by calling for a change of mind. It says in Matthew 4:17 that from that time, Jesus began to preach saying, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. When it says from that time, it signifies the moment when John the Baptist is arrested. And so Jesus is in Galilee, Capernaum, and he says... Repent. Repent means think differently. Reconsider. But for Jesus to be able to say, think differently or reconsider, he must have understood that people already had a way of thinking. So for me to say to you, Efwa, I want you to think differently, I need to understand how you think now. Yeah? So the question when he says repent is he's saying, let me first ensure you're ready to think differently. Let me make sure. I understand that you think a certain type of way. I understand that certain things resonate with you. I understand that you have a certain way of living, but are you ready for something new? Are you ready to think differently? Are you ready to perceive differently? Are you ready for change? Are you ready for something new? And a lot of us, we're in this exact position before the next thing Jesus said. A lot of us, we had questions. Before we came to this point where we said, I love you, Jesus, I want to follow you, some of us, we had questions. Or, for some of us, we wanted to make, we wanted to understand this God that we grew up in in our home where dad was saying, God is this, Jesus is this, and we wanted to understand it more. So we were in a position where we were ready to think differently. We, had to, we wanted to be sure of what was around us. We wanted a bit more clarity on how we were living. 
And then Jesus begins discipling his, his discipleship by asking them to follow me. So these are the two things. He says, repent. And the first thing he says to the disciples, he says, follow me. Now, only those who are ready to think differently can follow him. That's why he says it to his disciples. If people are not ready to accept this new thing, they won't be able to say, yes, I'll follow you. So for some of us, we said we were going to follow Jesus because we were ready to be different. We were ready to consume something new. The questions that we had, we were ready to find answers. So we wanted to think differently to what we had already known about ourselves or this world that we lived in. And to follow something requires you to go after or in, in some sense come after, yeah? In order to observe or monitor it. You act according to what you follow. You pay close attention to what you follow. You even practice what you follow. If you want to use it in our everyday, you know, Instagram or whatever or Twitter, following people, right? The thing about following is that you don't follow someone or something if you can't imagine yourself with it or agreeing with it. In other words, I'm trying to say you don't follow something you don't support. You're not going to follow something that doesn't resonate with you. Yeah, something has to sit right with you for you to say you're going to follow it. If you're going to follow a person, something about the way the person says what they're saying or maybe the intention of what they're saying or something about that person makes you go, you know what, I want to follow you. So for us, again, something about God must have intrigued us to say, yeah, I want to follow you, God. Like, I want to follow you, Jesus. I've heard stories of people saying, like, they come into a service and then the sermon speaks in exactly on what they're going through in life. And it feels like God was speaking directly to them. Something about God in that moment resonated with them. Cool. So in this following, we grow and we get to this point. Uh, some of us, we, we get rid of everything. We take everything. We, everything's about Jesus. Everything's about following this person. Yeah? And we reach a point of maturity or what we call maturity, right? In our development, in our understanding of God, we get to a point where, you know, it's now this natural growth, this thing that you've been consuming, right? His word, his person, knowing him a bit more. You reach a point where we call it maturity. And, and this maturity is the moment when all this knowledge that you have now needs to be expressed. For the disciples... And please, like I said, journey with me. I'm getting to a point, yeah? The disciples, the moment for maturity came when Jesus left. And then the Holy Spirit came. So now the person they were following that was exactly in front of them is now gone. The following now is about trust. It's internal. It's in line with who you are now. So walk in that. It's about naturally expressing this thing you have been following. So now that's maturity for them. For them, now Jesus is not there in person to be able to say to them, do you not understand? Jesus says, I've given you the Holy Spirit. He's in you. He's going to help you. So now it's in you. Can you trust it? And this is what I'm saying that for us, maturity comes when we've consumed all this knowledge and it's in us. This knowledge about God is in us. 
And now the question again is this. Can you let this thing in you be expressed? Cool. As I said earlier on, expressing this God is the focus of this ministry that we have. Yeah? The intention to express God is in order for other people to believe it to be true. That's the purpose. The reason we express this love that we say we have is so that they will believe it as well. And they will know it as well. And they will accept it as well. So, even in the biggest thing that we have to do in this world, which is make God be known, Jesus also had the same thing. Like, he doesn't even separate nothing. When he says that scripture that nothing separates himself from you, even this task of letting himself be known, he had to do the same thing. So I'm coming to say that the, the way in which we can do this is let's look at his method. Yeah, let's look at the method Jesus took. Uh, because I think a lot of the times what we want to do is because we know that we need to make disciples and we need to make people follow Jesus, that's what we're given. The focus is follow him, follow him, follow him. Like we're hungry for the second part, which is people to follow him. And so what we do is we miss the first part, which was the need for repentance. And what was that? The repentance was that he understood where we thought. So we focus so much on these people knowing Jesus. So what we're doing in some way is we're packaging the love that we have and saying, take it. Take Jesus. Like, how can they take Jesus when they haven't done the first part? Do you know what I mean? Like, how could we, what we do sometimes is, and we say it in this kind of way where we say, and I'm not, trust me, I've done this as well. I'm just trying to, we say, like, Jesus loves you. And what we're doing is we're packaging it to them. Jesus loves you. Know Jesus. He cares about you. Take Jesus. It's like we're giving the fullness of love. Like I said earlier on, when God brought Jesus to earth, It didn't mean he was understood. And that's what we do. It's as if God said to us, here's Jesus, he's love, take him. As if we were going to know. But Jesus decides, no, you know what, I know I need to express myself. So we have that same thing. We have that same issue. Yeah? That this love needs to be understood but a hunger to make people believe and follow Jesus makes us not do the thing that made him understood. So let's look at his method, yeah? His method, like I said, is in line with his ministry. So he says repent. So by repentance, like I said, he's understood where we think. He's understood our situation. He looks to understand the one who needs to be loved. The one that needs him. He understands their mind. He understands their circumstance. He understands their lifestyle. He understands their struggles. John 1, 14. It says, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. We have seen his glory. Glory as of the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. This desire to know us. Now, first and foremost, we spoke about this a little bit earlier with uh, Evangelist Manny. He talked about how God's idea of you, in many sense, the fact that God thought about you 
already shows that he knows something about you. Yeah, because he created you. So he must know you because he created you. But God knows that I need to understand this situation so much so that he comes and lives on earth with us. It says in Hebrews 4.15, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every aspect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Sympathy means to be affected with the same feeling as another. It's not enough with Jesus, with, not, with God and Jesus that they know us because they created us. No, I want to live with them. I want to sympathize with their issues. I want to know what it's like to live on this earth. Jesus, before he started his ministry, lived for 30 years. Can you imagine 30 years of the understanding you have now about God before you even start saying anything about him? 30 years of considering people the way he wants you to consider them. So in doing all of this, Sorry, stay with me. Yes. So the reason he does this, the reason he does this thing of coming down, living with us, understanding our issues, understanding the way we live, understanding our thoughts, is that now he can bring something new. Are you ready to take me in? I know, I know the way you live. I know your issues. I know your circumstances. I know what you struggle with. I'm here. Are you ready to take something new? So that's the first part, he understands us. The second part is that he makes us, he makes himself be felt, experienced, and understood in order for us to resonate with him, to relate to him, in order for us to love him. Okay, cool. These actions of God understanding you, taking time to know your issues, and to basically relate to you is what enables you to say that I am loved. It's not because he just came, and so love is here, so you're loved. The method was that he looked to understand you. And then he allows himself to be understood so that then we can say, I love him. Like I said, our issue sometimes is that we want the second part. We want people to say, I love him. We want people to say, yes, I love you, Jesus. I want to follow you. But we don't do the journey it took for that to be a reality, which is that they need to know they're loved. And they know they're loved because they're understood. They know they're loved because they're taken time with. We're patient with them. We're kind with them. They're understood, and in being understood, they can say, wow, you love me. Wow, I'm loved. Because you're patient with me. You're, you take your time. You don't brush me aside. You're always ready to listen. You care about me. You consider me. That's why you can say, I'm loved. Love is not something we give. It has to be resulted in the person. The things we do results in being able to say, wow, I'm loved. It's not because we just say, love is here, take it. 
it's resulted in. The things that Jesus did makes me go, wow, actually I am loved. And so he enables himself to be understood. So I know him. I understand him. I experience him. I love him. So the culmination of these actions is what makes us be able to say, I am loved and I love him. And so what I'm saying is we can't expect other people to have that same response when we don't use Jesus' method, which was to understand. If we can't even be bothered to understand the person, they won't be able to know they're loved in order to then respond and say, I love you. We want them to love Jesus so much that actually we don't even do the first part. Let them know they're loved. So he does this by enabling, he thinks about the person. So for us, it's how did this person grow up? Consider. Like, what do they live like? What's their family like? What are their experiences? Who are their friends? Who do they listen to? Who's important in their life? Then in that understanding, we get to a point where we can bring in a new frame of thinking because I know how you think. I now know how you think. I now know your issues. I now know what you're going through. Okay, cool. Repent. Are you ready to think differently? And then the second part, follow me. First part, repentance, understand the person. Second part, follow me. This is us being able to be understood. I think sometimes our hunger for people to love God means that we don't even think about how we are. We don't even allow ourselves sometimes to be connected. Like for those people we're talking to, to connect to us. The focus is so much on them knowing God that actually I don't open up to be understood. They can't say, I love you, as in I love the God you serve, because I don't open up. I know so much about you, but I don't open myself up. I don't share my circumstances. That's why testimony is so important, because then you can relate. Sometimes we're not personable. Sometimes we, I'm, I'm so shy sometimes, yeah, that it can seem as if you can't chat to me. I don't know how someone can respond and say, nah, you know what, something about you makes me want to know the person that makes you feel like this, if they don't even feel like they can chat to me. We need to be a people that are intriguing. Jesus was intriguing. When he said to the disciples, follow me, they left everything in that moment. Something about him meant, yes, I want to follow you. Something about us needs to make them want to know more. That they want, that we draw their attention. It might be the way we talk about him. Our focus for life, our viewpoints, the love that we have for him and how we express it. Something about us has to be intriguing. Something about us has to be understood. Something about us has to be known. Something about us has to resonate. 
And then they can say, wow, I'm going to follow. And so for us as a church, as a people, let's look to love by understanding, but also be ready to open up. And I mean open up, not like share all your issues, but be ready to be understood. On Thursday Bible study, we were doing a, a practice of somebody being on a train and you talking to the person about Jesus. And one of the things that was said was that try and find common ground with the person. Find something that you can chat to, uh, you can talk to them about. Something that resonates with them. And then Nana said this important thing. He said that sometimes in our desire for people to know God, we can move like salesmen. Here's Jesus. He's amazing. He's done all this stuff. Take him. He's love. You will know love when you know him. But it's not experienced. It do, it's not resulted in them. And then the last thing is actually to pray about these people. Why? Because he created them, so he knows them. Let's pray about these people that God knows to understand them. And we're going to do this in a minute. I want us in a minute to pray for people that we've misunderstood or even people around us that sometimes we just don't take time to understand them. And so love is not resulted in them. They can't say I am loved. It's the fact that they are loved, like I said with us, we knew we were loved. The scripture says it. It says that it's not that we, we loved him, it's that he loved us. And he loved us, why? Because he understood us. And so we were able to say, wow, you understand me, I love you. Now I can love you back, Jesus. Because you enable me to understand you. And I want to say that this isn't about taking time to do discipleship. Discipleship is a very different thing. This shouldn't result in us saying, yeah, man, that's why we need to disciple people. Likewise, I want to say, this isn't why we should also say it's about relationship. Because sometimes when we say relationship, it feels like we need to become best friends with these people. And I'm not saying that that's bad, but if we want to look at relationship according to what we understand, Jesus was not best friends with the disciples for them to follow him. So I don't want us to say in our heads, oh yeah, that's why it's about relationship. No, this is simply about people being loved. This is the, the focus is that they are loved. Once they are loved, we have the opportunity to let them be able to love him back. Let's not miss his method. He had the same thing that we had. He had that same task. How can I let these people know me, know me, love? How can they accept me? How can they believe me? He didn't just say, I am here, take me. He made sure he understood us and that we understood him. Because deep in our hearts, then it results in me being able to say, I love you. I know you love me. All of those things show me you love me. 
I want us to just, in our seat right now, in your own way, think about the reason why you say, I know I am loved by you, Jesus. Let him know why you believe you're loved by him. Thank you, Jesus. Please hold on to the fact that it's about them being understood so that in their heart it results in love. Let's not sidestep the first method. Our results will never be what we want it to be. It won't be them following him. If that first part of them knowing they are loved, experiencing that love, and I want us to rise now, and now we're going to pray for people in our life. We're going to already start this And I want you to just lift your voice and just pray about people in your life, people that you haven't taken time to understand. Or it might not even be that. It might just be, Lord, let me be, let me desire to understand your people. We need to, we need to be loving. Like We need to actually love people. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you so much. Lord, I thank you for every person here, O oh Lord. I thank you for their life. I thank you, O oh Lord, that your love has resulted in them, O oh Lord. They know they're loved. And I actually pray, O oh Father, that for those, O oh Lord, that maybe this love that you have given, this love you've demonstrated, this love you've shown, maybe hasn't resulted. It doesn't quite fit. It hasn't quite been understood. I pray in your mighty name that today, O oh Lord, you made it known. I pray that any individual here that feels like they are not loved, O oh Lord, in this very moment, O oh Father, let them know as you made us know, O oh Lord, that you love them, O oh Lord. Let them be able to result in themselves that I am loved, O oh Father. Give us a desire to want to understand individuals, O oh Father, around us. We were given an example of if an individual that you know well was not acting the way they want, uh, was not acting the way they usually act. To understand means to take time to look at why they're doing what they're doing. It might seem like a harder journey to understand, but it's the journey he took. It might be something that seems long, that sometimes I don't even want to... You're saying things, but I know deep down that's not what you feel, but it's the better journey to journey with them in that understanding. Get to the understanding because that's the demonstration of love. That's what he did with us. It could have been very simple for Jesus, but no, he came down. He understood our circumstances. He understood the world around us. And you know what? He gave his life so that you could finally say in your heart that I am loved. 
thank you, Jesus. Thank you, O oh Lord, that you've made your love known to us. Thank you that I am loved. I thank you that I am loved, O oh Father. I thank you that I am loved, O oh Lord. And Lord, I just pray right now that for every single person in my life, oh Lord, let me understand them just the way you did, oh Lord. Let me understand them just the way you did to respond, oh Lord, by the way they think, oh Lord, by their circumstances, so that in them can they say, I am loved. Continue to pray. Listen. Everything about our walk is this very moment. If you don't want to pray for people, then God said that you will love as I, has lo I have loved you. So we can't not want to be understanding of people or want to pray for people and expect them to say, I love you, Jesus, and to be his disciples. So again, I want to implore you, Pray for your friends. Pray for your family members. Those that don't know God. Lord, let your love result in their heart. Let your love result in their heart. Let them be able to say in their heart that I am loved, oh Lord. That I want to know you. Oh Lord, that something about you, oh Father, I want to follow. I want to give my life towards you, oh Lord. I want to know everything about you, oh Lord. I want to love you. I love you. I love you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for everything you're doing here, oh Father. Thank you for everything you're doing here, oh Lord. For those who um, haven't got to a point where they've accepted Jesus, where they've said to themselves, oh, you know what, I want to follow you, Jesus. If we could all just keep our eyes closed. If that's you, even online, please put in the comments if that's you. If you feel like you don't know this God and you want to know him. You want to understand him. You want to see why all of us are here in this moment to celebrate and be with him. If that's you, please raise your hand up. Like I said, our online family, if that's you, please put it in the comments and we'll be able to be in contact with you. But for everybody in here, if that is you, please raise your hand. And for us, just keep thanking God Keep thanking God. Deep thanking God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. In 
Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.